Which Bulldogs are banged up? Let's get the story now with the injury report presented by Celsius Essential Energy. Live fit. All right, back here on University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night presented by Bud Light. Dave and Dax along with you. We've got another hour to go, and we'd love to hear from you on the University Tire and Automotive fan line. We will get to the injury report in just a moment, but we do want to check in with our man Tim in Rutledge, GA. Tim, thanks for hanging on. We appreciate it. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight, Tim? Doing great, Dax and Dave. How are y'all doing? Doing good. All right. Uh, it's, it's an incredible time to be a Georgia Bulldog fan. Um, you know, I hear people a lot of talk about the streak uh, these days, but also 39 of the last 40, uh, with the only loss being to Alabama in the SEC championship. You know, I'm 64 years old, and I've been a dog fan for almost 60 years, I don't know if I can say I ever thought I'd see that, you know, um, unbelievable. <clears throat> but uh, really glad to see the uh, the running game uh, step up the other night, 173 yards. Uh, they exceeded the, what I call the Herschel line. Uh, he averaged 159 yards a game in his career. And uh, to, to get 173 uh, throwing, you know, as many passes as they threw, they definitely weren't throwing around the yard uh, back in Herschel's day uh, like they did the other night. Uh, was very glad to see uh, Kendall Milton getting going. That's going to be huge going forward. Uh, glad to see Dejon Edwards getting involved in the passing game. That's going to be very difficult if, if the opposing teams, you know, have to stop all of that. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> Uh, something I was uh, hoping to see this week is, is for them to have a clean turnover game, have no turnovers. Um, but uh, when when Thorson ran out in the fourth quarter the other night, I thought about Dax um, <laughs> because you know y- y- y'all were talking about it last week about you know the punter standing on the sideline the whole game. Uh, but uh, I wanted to know uh, the the other end of it. Uh, what's the most punts that uh, that uh, Dax has ever had to punt in a game, and what what was that situation? Uh, we may have to pull out the uh, <laughs> look what I got in my hand. I got the media guy. Media guy. I think um, uh, we played. I was I was fortunate enough to to be able to play in Gainesville and in Athens against Florida. And if if I'm not mistaken, that Florida game down there was was uh, I think I may have had. Seven or eight punts. We did. We struggled right out of the shoots, and it was raining, and it was wet, and it was nasty. But um, that may, be, if I can recall correctly, that may have been the game that I had the most punts in. And and uh, it's not easy punting when it's wet and windy. And um, but uh, I had a good game. Unfortunately, we as a team did not have a good game. I did my best to keep us keep them keep them turned back as far as I could, but um, it's a it's a big thing. I know we we kind of chuckle here about the punting and everything, but I mean it is absolutely uh, what is it? Coach Donnan used to always say uh, special teams are one in every seven plays. So whether it's a kickoff, a kick return, a punt, a punt return, uh, whatever field goals. 
you got to be good at it because if you're not, it can come back to get you. The uh, Georgia record, in, and uh, Dax, you are safe. The uh, Georgia record for punts in a game, the great Bill Hartman punted 14 times against Auburn back in 1937. <laughs> I think we're okay on that. And then there was uh, Spike Jones against Auburn 12 times in 1969, and then several players uh, including, this is uh, interesting, Jay Camarda punted 11 times against Auburn in 2019. Yeah. So there is a um, there is a recent one in there. You, you, my man, are number six on the all-time list for punts with 178. Jonathan Kilgo, who was uh, just a couple of years behind you, he punted 181 times. You punted 178. Right. So, so congrats well, on well, being number six. Co- Coach Hartman... Probably ran for 300 yards in that Auburn game, too. He probably I did. I didn't run for any, any <laughs> yardage. A, this is true. That's so, what, yeah. That's what, that's what uh, Coach Hartman used to tell the story about how he, he kicked a 90 uh, or 80-something yard punt against Tech and then uh, scored the and then scored the touchdown, then turned around and scored a 75-yard touchdown and then – they lost the game because he was so tired he couldn't kick the kick the, <laughs> kick the extra point. So uh, I love Coach Hartman. He was great. He really Coach was. Coach Hartman said he, that uh, he came to Georgia because Georgia Tech offered him a job at Coca Cola, and when he was done, and Georgia was going to give him a Cadillac. <laughs> It's just he was a beauty. He so really he took, was. So he took the Cadillac. He took the Cadillac in the insurance business. <laughs> He was great. He really was. But yeah, it's uh, and thanks, Tim. We appreciate the call. I like uh, taking these little these little trips down uh, memory he, he lane. Also, he also taught us how to run the Notre Dame box. How about that? And there's That's probably what, a lot of people right now have no idea what you're talking that about. That was what when Coach Harmon was coaching, and, and they allowed a volunteer coach, which they they don't I don't they don't do that now. But but he was a volunteer coach and. The NCAA allowed that, and he would be he'd be out there on the field with us, and we'd have different punting drills and kicking drills. But then once we kind of finished those up, he would he would teach us different things and tell us different stories. Um, uh, he also loved to loved to loved his lunches. Oftentimes, you could tell what he ate for lunch when he came out to practice. He'd have his he'd have his Georgia coaching shirt on, and. Uh, we used to give him a hard time about that, but he was uh, such a loving and caring man. He was awesome. And uh, he's certainly been missed for years. By the way, let's not forget, too, that um, um, Brett Thorson last year in that Tennessee game had that 75-yard punt that went out at the one-yard line, and it was a <clears throat> may have been the play or one of the plays yeah. of the game because uh, – yeah. It ended up leading to Tennessee just getting all discombobulated there at their one-yard line, and it was it was a huge, huge uh, field flipper. Well, you know, you think about the, the history of Georgia punters and kickers, and I certainly kept my eye on them as a young kid and loved Kevin Butler and, and John Casey and Chris Carpenter and all those guys that came along. They used to say that, that, that uh, when the season started, they would ask Chris Carpenter, when's the last time you punted a ball? And he said – Tech game, or the bowl game, or whatever the yeah. last game was, but he could also throw it from one end of the field to the other. Yes, um, but he he could he could really boom it. Um, I mean, just looking at the list 
of uh, the punters that we've had. And, of course, uh, Drew Butler winning the Ray Guy Award. Drew could pound it. He was, he was unbelievable. And, you know, talking about uh, even, like, for some of the old-timers, like a Bobby Walden, who was from uh, – he was the toe from Cairo, and he yeah. punted in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jake Camarda, I thought, was one of our all-time greats. He was so good, too. Yeah, Jake's, Jake, and Jake's doing well. For the Bucks. Yep. Yep. I saw a picture the other night when uh when uh the Eagles played the Bucks. They they had a bunch of Georgia players take a picture and it was Camarda and and uh you know, most of the Eagles defense yeah. is Georgia players <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um but uh there's some great 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 times and and uh good 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 stories. I always laugh with Coach Don and you know, he's the only man that 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 I think would actually call a fake punt or or, or practice a fake punt the day of the game, <laughs> the, or the when less than twelve hours to play the game. We showed up and I love it in Starkville, and he hated Joe Lee Dunn, so he was gonna <laughs> he was gonna do something to to get under his skin, and, and uh, we went out there because we used to get there before. On Fridays and go practice and go out there and do a walkthrough. So we did a walkthrough and he said, "Look, guys, we're going to do this fake punt. Here's how it's going to work. And this is what you're going to do, Dax. You're going to get the ball and you're going to throw it to Hines. Hines is going to come around. You're going to throw it to him." And um, I still catch a lot of flack from a lot of my friends that that say I forgot to get the laces on the pass because it kind of it kind of floated to Hines and then Hines again. I think we've talked about this yeah. guy, guy walked down uh, at the one yard line. But uh, that's fantastic. A lot, lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff. That happen, is great you know, stuff. Happens between the time you leave leave Athens and get there <laughs> to, to the game. 800-849-1061. That's the phone number on the University Tire and Automotive Fan Line. We got to take a break along with punter extraordinaire number six on Georgia's all-time career punting list Dax Langley I'm David Johnston and this is University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night presented by Bud Light how does the opposition stack up tomorrow let's find out with the opponent outlook brought to you by Bud Light easy to drink easy to enjoy all right, back here on University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night, presented by Bud Light. Dave and Dax along with you, and we'll hear from Vanderbilt head coach Clark Lee in just a moment. We'd also love to hear from you on the University Tire and Automotive fan line at 800-849-1061. Dax, I know you wanted to mention, too, Langley Wealth Management. Langley Wealth Management, yeah, thank you, David. It's a uh, it's a it's a registered investment advisor. It's a fee only firm, um, and basically, to make it real simple, I help people make smart decisions with their money. Um, I sit down with them, talk to them about what's important, and then figure out the best way to achieve their goals. Um, so that's Langley Wealth Management. I appreciate you. You asking about it? Yeah, um, man. Give us a phone my, number or anything else you want to throw out there. My office is over on at the summit, thirty six fifty one Mars Hill Road, building fifteen hundred. Um, and uh, the only phone number I have is my cell, so I'm not going to throw that out tonight. <laughs> you don't want everybody to know your cell number, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you can you can you can certainly find me over there. Um, and uh, you know, 
markets have been a little little choppy lately, and, and certainly this stuff with Israel and Hamas has not been good for for yep. for, for the global markets. But um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get that figured out. That'll get itself figured out, and and it won't turn into something bigger. So. We will, um, yeah, and thoughts and prayers to everyone over there as to, well. Yeah, you, you don't mess with God's people. So, um, so yeah, uh, Langley Wealth Management. And by the way, it, we, like I said, we'll hear from Coach Lee in just a moment. We kind of got a little uh, lost on the punning too, and we. I just wanted to throw out there uh, the Lad McConkey thing as far as injuries go. We'll see how things are going with him. At least you could look at it, and again. Not that I'm trying to be disrespectful to tomorrow's opponent, but you got Vanderbilt tomorrow and then an off week. So maybe with Ladd, maybe start seeing him really going full bore maybe in a couple of weeks. Although Kirby said he's been practicing, but they're having to kind of like just make sure they they just yeah, you know, don't thing, mess with his back, I guess. That thing flares up a little bit. Yeah. He's certainly not getting hit. Um, but, uh, you know, he's getting uh, probably multiple treatments a day over there at the facility. And, um, you know, backs are you know backs are a tough thing, especially when it comes to spasms like that. You know, you yes. got heat, you got ice, you got you know uh, stretching and things to kind of try to maintain it. it. You know, it's flexibility and, and looseness, but you know, you just you never know when that can flare back up. Also, the other one too, Marvin Jones Jr. A little bit of an ankle, but it sounds like he should be potentially okay to go tomorrow as well so that's the uh the other one he's listed by the way i guess well not that georgia lists them but i guess probable would be the uh the best thing number to put eight, out there. he's number 18 seven no seven yeah seven, seven i believe yeah yes I so uh, and by the way with all the double numbers it's and i'm not i was saying this earlier in the show i'm, I'm not a great numbers for for whatever reason I'm, I'm not the guy that can tell you everybody's number but now that everybody has now that every team has double numbers, it's even tougher for me. So I try my best, but it's just one of my weaknesses there on uh, numbers. Who was it we were talking about earlier? Oh, Kendall Milton. Yeah. Uh, number two. <laughs> and I knew exactly who it was. I just couldn't. <laughs> I know. It's just one of those things. It really is. All right. Clark Lee is the head coach of Vanderbilt. Like Kirby, he, uh, he is an alum of the school he is coaching. Uh, they actually surprised last year and went five and seven. Came a, a game away from going bowling. Unfortunately, they're in a little bit of a, a, a rough spot right now. They won their first two games, but they have now lost five in a row, and they are a thirty-one and a half point underdog to the Bulldogs tomorrow. Yeah, we're we're in a we're in a tough stretch right now where we we're not finding the results we want and the performance we want. More importantly, and. Um, Obviously, we, we, we've shifted the focus here to Georgia, but more importantly, it's on us. It's on improving our game and playing a tighter game and um, a more structured game and hopefully being able on offense to get the ball into some space. We know space is going to be at a premium on Saturday, so find a ways to, to uh, manufacture it, to design for it, um, to hopefully get some rhythm on offense. We need to be better on conversion downs uh, offensively, and this is a really good – um, defense on third down. So uh, those things will be challenging to us, but uh, we're excited for it defensively. Again, playing a more structured game, being better early in the down so that we can be better late in the down. Uh, we've had some um, tackling issues that I think have to do with the space that we're playing in that I think has to do with the fact that we're chasing the ball down rather than um, rather than playing forward and playing on our toes and, and 
having our eyes in the right place and um, and taking the space early in the down. So <clears throat> those would be things again against a really talented offense that we'll look to to uh, to correct. And um, and and what we want is for a better performance on our end. And we believe if we have a better performance on our end, then obviously there are going to be things and moments in the game that we'll be able to hopefully seize and capture to make it a tight game late and find a way to win. That'll be our our aim, and uh, we're excited for the challenge. We've asked a few different coaches about Brock Bowers this year, and everybody kind of has a different way of talking about uh, about Brock and the unique things he brings. Uh, what do you see, and uh, what are your thoughts uh, on Brock Bowers, the player, and, and how teams uh, need to stop him? He's big and physical. He's got skills as a runner and skills as a receiver that you know I'm not so sure he didn't play tailback obviously he, he essentially plays receiver on some snaps i mean it's a and so then you know as a, as a strong catcher a big strong physical player who can run and is tough in space um it just to me that that position when you have a guy that that like that <clears throat> is such a challenge to defend because you need the the matchup requires size you know it requires a physical element but there's also got to be athleticism and skill too. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I feel like obviously there's a reason that he's regarded as one of the best players in college football and, you know, we'll, we'll be a high draft pick and all those things. Um, he's a, he's a special talent and he's been doing it for a number of years now. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, I think they do a great job in the way they use them. They move them around and, and they feature his skills, uh, with their plentiful. All right, Clark Lee is the head coach of Vanderbilt Dax. He is in his third season. His record at Vandy now is 9-22. and 22. His mm. first year, they went 2-10. and 10. Last year, again, they, uh, they were a little bit of a surprise going 5-7, and seven, but this year they have lost five in a row. And here's the thing, after the Georgia game, They'll have the next week off. Then they go to Ole Miss, host Auburn, go to South Carolina, and then go to Tennessee. I mean, they may not win another game this year. I, yeah, I mean, I I respect Clark Lee for what he does. Yes. And what he tries to get done up there at Vanderbilt. Um, you know, I, it's just such a such a tough place to win. We were talking earlier you know, on, on one of the breaks about when Tony Franklin was there and how they were very competitive and went to several bowl games. And, you, you know, you just – you know, it's just hard to compete um, in the SEC. It's hard to get the players. It's hard to get the resources and the backing. Um, you know, if the if the school and the administration, you know, you know, I'm not saying they don't support the man, but you know, they're not they're not looking to make it the you know priority one for sure. It's tough, definitely it's tough. so. It's just, tough. <laughs> it's just the the only and, way to put it there. Derek Mason did a great job, but it finally yeah, yeah. fizzled out on him. You mentioned James Franklin a moment ago. Yeah, They've had James Bobby Franklin. Johnson. They've had some good coaches, but it's just uh, it's just tough. It really yeah. is. Even I guess when you were playing and Vandy was was that would that have been Jerry Donardo was coaching them then? I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember, and you know, he ended up getting the LSU job out of that. So it, basically, if you're the Vandy coach, you're either going to yeah. do well enough for a couple of years and get a bigger job, or you're, you know, time's going to run out on you. That's we, basically we, what happens. We went up there, and if not for Michael Greer catching one late over the top of of uh, one, the cornerback, yeah, uh, covering him, we would, we would have lost. I mean, that's the thing; they can sneak um, up and bite you, and let's hope that's. 
Certainly not the case tomorrow. All right, 800-849-1061 on the University Tire and Automotive fan line. Back after this on University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night presented by Bud Light. What are the highlights of this weekend's schedule, both in the SEC and around the country? Find out with a Weekend Roundup, brought to you by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right, back here on University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night, presented by Bud Light. Dave and Dax along with you here. Another 30 minutes to go as the uh, dogs are taking on Vanderbilt. That'll be tomorrow at noon. And that means an 8 a.m. airtime for the broadcast and the tailgate show on the station that you're listening That's to early. right now. <laughs> yes, it is. So, hey, at least we're not central time. It'd be 7 a.m. with an 11 a.m. kickoff. Yeah, I wonder who's bringing the biscuits. <laughs> no kidding. I will consult with uh, J.D. and uh, uh, Kevin Butler and see uh, who's working that one tomorrow. It is definitely not. But here's the good thing, because Jeff told me this before. You got the early start, but then the, the broadcast is over around 6 o'clock, so then you got Saturday night to watch games yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that's yeah. the, the good trade off there but Georgia 6-0 overall 3-0 in the SEC Vanderbilt uh, they are 2-5 overall 0-3 in the conference and they have lost 5 straight after a 2-0 start alright Dax you ready to play our favorite game Dax favorite is going to tell you who's going to win the game straight up straight up we have thrown this is called Moneyline Dax. <laughs> Don't even worry about the point spread. Oh, gosh. All right, we're not going to mess with the uh, the first. Uh, so we mentioned number one, Georgia, number two, Michigan, number three, Ohio State, number four, Florida State are all big favorites. Number five, Oklahoma's off. Number six, Penn State's hosting UMass. They are a huge favorite. So we get to number seven, Washington, hosting number eight, Oregon. And Washington is the three-point favorite at home. That's a 3.30 kickoff, 12.30 out on the West Coast. Dax, who will win this game straight up? UW. You like Washington. Washington. I like Washington, yeah. We like Coach Lanning, though, but we can't. Uh, uh, You know, Penix Penix is is so good. He's a tough one to stop. He's a tough one to contain. And and like I said, he's, he's dropping dimes all over the field. And um, I think they'll pull that one out. I hope it's a great game because when the Georgia game's over, I'm ready to watch, kind of flip back and forth between that game and Dax. Is that in your Barker Lounge? <laughs> exactly. I got a beanbag chair. <laughs> so Tennessee and Texas A&M, they're playing at the same time, 3.30 up in Knoxville. Tennessee is the three-and-a-half-point favorite, but Dax, who's going to win straight up? Well, I think Tennessee's crowd and 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 Neyland and Knoxville as a whole will be rocking. Um, they're eager and just they're they're dying to to get a big win. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Vols. I'm gonna well, go with the Vols there. I like the Vols too. They were off last week. A and M might have a like little said, bit of the Bama hangover. You know, we'll see. I think I, I think Tennessee's had a chance to get get uh get healthy and and uh, hopefully you know for their sake they can. Can uh, control the game and and um, and pull it out. Also, Zach's at three thirty. Not as big a game nationally, but in the SEC, certainly an interesting game. It's one team we've already played, and the other team is our next opponent, Florida, visiting South Carolina over in Columbia. That'll be a three thirty kickoff, 
and South Carolina is the two and a half point favorite. But Dax, we don't care about that. Who's going to win straight up? I, I love the Gamecocks <laughs> at home against a struggling Florida team. Uh, I don't. I don't care for Florida very much. So <laughs> whoever's playing Florida tomorrow is who I'm picking. <laughs> I hear you. And it's funny, Florida's had, uh, they come into the game at 4-2 and two overall. They've had two true road games, and both of those games, they have been a disaster. The season uh, season opener at Utah, and then a couple of weeks ago at Kentucky, both bad losses for the Gators. So this is their third true road game, and I kind of feel like you. I don't think they're going is to that a get night, things. Is that a night it's game? It's at three thirty. Three thirty. Okay. Yeah, three thirty. So those are our those those three games are our three thirties that we have to kind of keep up with. But All I'm right. with you on that one. I like South Carolina as well. All right, we got a break. Are we still? Come on, give us another minute or two. Come on, Stephen. This is our favorite game. We can't interrupt it right now. All right, tomorrow night, number ten, Southern Cal Whew. at number twenty-one, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Again, we don't care about that for this segment because this is Moneyline Dax. Dax, who's going to win this game straight up? Well, I'm, I'm hearing that it's about 45 degrees and rainy tomorrow night yes. in South Bend. I don't, I don't know how much that's going to affect Caleb Williams. I mean, he, he can pretty much play in any conditions. But overall, that sets up nicely for Notre Dame. Um, I think Notre Dame pulls that out. I think they – I think they've got. I think they find an answer uh, on defense um, to stop. I, I'm not. This could be a, you know, one or two overtime type game when it when it all you know play, plays itself out. I'm with you on that. I think Notre Dame wins. I and maybe I'm scarred from watching Southern Cal in Arizona last week. That was not a great Notre, game. Notre Dame's got to find somebody other than a tight end to throw the ball to. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I noticed that with with some of the games I've seen. Uh, One other game, then we'll uh, go to the break. And this one's going to be hard to pick, the road team, because of the point. LSU is an 11-point favorite at home against Auburn tomorrow night. Is there any way Auburn can win this game? LSU's Uh, defense has been putrid, but then so is Auburn's offense. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't see – I don't know how Auburn – you know, look, I mean – it's one thing to be covering people in in space. Uh, you got to have. I haven't seen anything out of Auburn that says they can move the ball in the air down the field. I like Jaden Daniels. Um, he's creating about 500 yards of, of total offense a game. Um, so I'm going to go with LSU there. I, I like LSU also. All right, thank you very much. We love the money line. Dax Langley segment. All right, 800-849-1061. Back after this on University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night, presented by Bud Light. What do the Bulldogs have to do to get the win tomorrow? Let's find out with the keys to the game. Brought to you by University Tire and Automotive in Athens and Danielsville. All right, back here on University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night, presented by Bud Light, David Johnston, Dax Langley along with you. We'll jump back to the phone line here on the uh, University Tire and Automotive fan line in just a moment. Uh, But maybe for a minute or so, Dax, do you have any, uh, you know, outside the usual keys to the game, is there anything else about tomorrow that jumps out at you that Georgia might need to take care of? 
I think they just go take care of business. Yeah. I think uh, I think they run the football at will. I think they that, that that's going to open up the passing game. I would like, I'd love to see us take the top off a couple of times and get some of these speedy receivers behind the defense and um, you know show that we can do that. That'll loosen some things up as we can as the season goes on. Get that on tape and. Um, you know, just go up there and let the Dog Nation enjoy uh weekend in Nashville, which I know they will, and uh, bring, home a big, bring home a big victory. Yeah, I know a lot of Georgia fans have uh, rented out those uh, rented out those uh, those pedal bars for tomorrow night, so I know they want to be good and ready to go when they see those and all those bachelorette parties that uh, now Nashville is so known for. And then, you know, other things as well. All right. Uh, we're going to jump to the phones again. 800-849-1061. Our man James in Winder. James, thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate you. How are you this evening? Doing absolutely awesome, gentlemen. How are you guys this evening? We are doing great. We're doing great. Yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I was down there in the, the greatest college football town and all of the world uh last saturday around one o'clock and uh i'm gonna tell you that the aura in the air was just like we were absolutely gonna go out and kick their <laughs> <laughs> yes sir <laughs> and, and thank you for the uh for the your own delay there we do appreciate that using the uh the beat there you're welcome <laughs> But you know what was even funnier is when you, you know you get in the stands and you have a group of uh, Kentucky fans sitting behind you, and and they were they were really really fired up and and just you know talking their smack and you know we're just sitting there all quiet and calm as usual and you know just listening to them you know laughing amongst ourselves and after that first drive um, they got quiet. Yeah, they did. And they stayed pretty quiet until they left at halftime. <laughs> yes. Uh, Y'all didn't run them off, did you? <laughs> no, we just, you know, well, I, I, a buddy of mine turned around. He goes, hey, how much did we pay y'all for coming out here to play us? <laughs> That's what the it ultimate, felt like. The ultimate, ultimate insult. Yes. Uh, they just laughed. They're like, yeah, all right, well. Then they went in we, and, we and helped Athens commerce yep. economy. Yes, downtown, yes. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, they uh, they went and spent some money and uh, helped the city of Athens out a little bit, I'm sure. Um, Dak, I want to ask you a question. Uh, anytime during your, your playing career, what do you remember a, a game that you guys just walked into and you just felt it? Like you really felt that you were going on, going in there and just demolish somebody? Um, 97, and, uh, 97 against Florida, we, we were real confident. Um, you know, we had a group of seniors that that kind of got together, kind of you know as the season progressed, and and we were really playing well. Uh, Coach Donnan had us had us coached up, and um, I'd say that '97 at Florida was one that that we felt very confident out and felt like we could go down there and really take care of business, and we ultimately did. Um, we came back the next week against, against Auburn and and kind of laid an egg, but um, but that Florida game in '97 really really stands out as one where we were really confident and, and prepared and felt like we could take it to them. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that was against Florida. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, James, it's that time of the night. Let us know how it's going to go tomorrow. Well, I feel like we're going to see the same uh, result as we did last week. But I'm going to predict there's going to be a goose egg on that other team's scoreboard this week. We're going to whip that. Whip. So give me the dogs. 45, the team that belongs in the ACC, zero. Go dogs. Boom. Boom. Thank you, James. That would be a great score. We would take that all day long. By the way, would like to mention that, uh, and this hadn't been brought up yet, Georgia beat Vanderbilt last year 55 to nothing. Georgia beat Vanderbilt the year before 62 to nothing. The two teams did not play in 2020 because Vandy would not come to Athens. Going back to 2019, Georgia beat Vanderbilt by a score of 30-6 to to open uh, the, the game there. So the Dogs have now scored 126 straight points against Vanderbilt. That is unbelievable. 126 straight points against Vanderbilt, and that is complete domination. Vandy has not scored a touchdown against Georgia since 2018. All right, we'll take a a quick break. Thank you very much, James. We'll be paying attention to that 45 to nothing prediction. This is University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night presented by Bud Light. All right, it's the tail end of the show here. We've got about uh, 10 more minutes or so before we get on out of here. It's University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night presented by Bud Light. Dax, as far as radio shows go, we've got a four-point lead. There's 29 seconds left. The other radio show does not have a timeout. Should we run a play or should we take a knee? <laughs> what should we do here? Uh, if, if you've ever seen a gift, an early, <laughs> oh my an gosh, early, an early Christmas present for your hated rival, rival, Ri- yeah, rival, rival yeah, easy yeah. to say. But um, Tech and I. Here's the thing: I wish it was another team that had been the ones that took advantage of that. But Tech. Gets a gift from Miami. They win that game last week, and we're all still scratching our heads yeah. at what Mario Cristobal was doing at the end of that game. Yeah, you uh, you know, you, there's got to be something that goes as, as, as everybody has talked about all week on sports talk radio. You know, there's there's got to be something that goes off in your head, or there's got to be some type of trigger that says, "Look, you know, you know, under under X amount of time, you know, you." You kneel on it, which most teams do. Um, but there's also the, the you know, the other side of it, to, to, you know, to, to run the clock out. You don't, you know, you don't expect a fumble. Um, some would say his elbow was down, but yeah, but um, don't get it to that position where you have know, to try to argue thing, about old, that. Oh, Buster Faulkner was happy to get that. Oh ball yes, back. yes he and, was, um, and took advantage and of he, it. He dialed up a couple of great plays, and and. Um, uh, that might have been the nervous he's ever been in a football game. Uh, <laughs> well, he's here, probably considering coaching high school football again. This is the interesting thing. Now they had that was their fifth game last week, and in the first four games against Miami of Ohio, Texas A and M, Bethune Cookman, and Temple, 
they did the same thing. They ran the clock out. I mean, they uh, they ran a play yeah. instead of taking a knee. But the difference was they were ahead by double digits in all right. those games, so it wouldn't have mattered. This one, they were not, and it came back and uh, bit them in the uh, in the backside. Well, you know, Mario Cristobal, who who's you know he's the head man. He you know he he's gonna take it. He's gonna take responsibility for that, and I'm quite sure they went out and worked on the victory formation. <laughs> Early on in practice yes. this week, if not every day this week, um, you know, just in jest. But uh, you know, I I don't know how you know. Does Miami come out? You know, those those kids were were visibly emotionally upset um, with with what happened, what transpired in that game. You know, how do they react? How do they come out against a hot North Carolina team this week, um, who's hey. really put up some big numbers and. And uh, you know they've got them. They're they're going to North Carolina, and North Carolina can put some points on you quick. Who wins that one? Straight up, I think North Carolina wins that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, th- I think the line's only like four. Yeah, I think I think North Carolina. Uh, Drake May's just having an incredible year. He's got his one of his guys back. The the kid that had the trouble with the yeah, NCAA. they got finally got him finally eligible. Got him eligible, yeah. So uh, I like UNC there. Yeah, I do too. But yeah, hopefully, uh, well, I say hopefully, it it was good uh, conversation, but that was a strange, strange thing that happened at the end of that uh, Tech and uh, and Miami game. All right, we'll come back and uh, put the finishing touches here on the show. Man, these two hours, as they always do, have flown by. By the way, the dogs are off next week, so Dax and I'll be back uh, along with you uh, in two Fridays as Georgia gets set to take on those dastardly Gators down in Jacksonville. Uh, We'll take a quick break. This is University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night presented by Bud Light. All right, we'll be getting out of here in just a moment or so. Uh, Really enjoyed it tonight as we... uh, Say the time has flown by. These two hours are always a lot of fun. Thanks to Stephen Lang, who keeps us on time. We appreciate that. Thanks to our man Evan on the phones and uh, working the other stations. By the way, Dax says he's got Colorado. Uh, uh, Evan says he's got Colorado minus 12 lock of the week. Ooh. They, and they're kicking off in a couple of hours against Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Prime, Prime was a little <laughs> upset with the starting time. Yeah, he yes, said, he was. He, he, he said, what am I supposed to do with these kids all day? I said, that's your, you know, that's your job to figure that out. <laughs> that's right. That's a part of the gig. It's a Friday night. Anyway, yeah, so 10 o'clock, our time, for the uh, Colorado-Stanford game. So they still got a couple of hours to go. Dax, enjoyed it, my man. Yeah, man, and, me too. Uh, I'll miss you next Friday, but look forward to the second half of the season. I know. we got to get it, keep it going and um, – Appreciate the opportunity. It's always a lot of fun. It really is. So thanks to everybody as well as all our callers and everyone listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, Dogs tomorrow taking on Vanderbilt. It'll be a noon kickoff Eastern, and that means an 8 a.m. start time for the tailgate show for Dog Talk with J.D. and K.B. Have a great, great weekend. And again, uh, we'll be talking again in two weeks when the dogs are getting set to take on the Florida Gators. Along with Dax Langley, I'm David Johnston, and this has been University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night, presented by Bud Light. Go dogs! Go dogs!
You've been listening to University Tire and Automotive's Bulldog Friday Night, presented by Bud Light. Join us here the Friday before every game to talk dogs. This has been a production of Cox Media Group Athens, Atlanta.